0: Michelle Sidling here with another episode of Food Experience Unplugged. Today we'll explore gout, painful inflammation of the joints, and how wellness modifications can manage and help you overcome that and live your life to the fullest. Here to help us do that is Spiro Caloris, author of Gout and You, The Ultimate Gout Diet and Cookbook. This podcast is available on multiple platforms, including YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to be informed as new episodes become available. If you enjoyed today's episode or any of our episodes, please rate and review the podcast on your favorite platform. As always, check out our website at foodexperienceunplugged.com for some resources as you begin your health journey. Spiro Caloris, welcome to Food Experience Unplugged.
1: Thank you for having me, Michelle. Glad to be
0: uh, here. Oh, we are so happy to have you as an expert on gout. And you, yeah. we don't talk a lot about that. So this is a fantastic yeah. opportunity to understand it a little bit more and and how it affects us and what we can do to to avoid it, <laughs> if, if possible.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, but well, first, will you take a moment to introduce yourself and yep. what brought you to this point? Why have you gone in the direction of gout?
1: Okay, so I've been, I'm have i a. I'm a gout patient, so I've been suffering with gout since the age of 26. When I got my first gout attack, I was overweight by about 50 pounds. I used to drink a lot because I was in my 20s, so I used to go out a lot with friends at the bars, right? And one night, I was drinking a lot of Jack Daniels and Cokes, uh, playing some pool with some friends, and then I went home to sleep, and I remember around 3 a.m., I got struck with a painful gout attack. Uh, it struck the big toe, so it was very hot and inflamed, and uh, the pain was so strong that not even a bed sheet can be on it. Uh, that's how uh, painful it was. Uh, so I basically limped to the doctor's office the next day uh, to check it out, and right away he diagnosed me with gout. And I'm like, what is gout? I never heard of gout. He It's something you have for life. I'm like, really? And uh, I didn't believe him at first. I was in denial. Uh, went to do blood work, and sure enough, my uric acid levels were very high um over the the safe limit and that's what caused my gout attack so basically uh i remember for about three weeks i was on crutches because then after a week it hit my knee as well so not only did the big toe get struck also my knee uh so lots of inflammation uh so i took medication to remove the inflammation and then i was slowly able to walk again. And then uh, I was prescribed the medication uh, that all gout sufferers usually take, which is called allopurinol, which regulates uric acid levels uh, and makes sure to keep it at the healthy range. Um, And then I started doing a lot of research about gout online, and I couldn't find any good patient uh, information. It was mostly studies from uh, scientists and doctors. So I decided to research those studies, dive deep deeper into them, uh, see what they're about, and I decided to start my blog, which is goutanyu.com, uh, where I write about gout in greater detail. Uh, we'll, I mostly talk about dieting um, from the studies that I've read in the past of what foods you should eat and what foods you should avoid if you suffer from gout. And Gout is something that affects about 2 to 4% of the general population. And it is growing, unfortunately, uh, even with young folks, uh, because a lot of college kids will be drinking a lot. And a lot of of them get diagnosed with gout at an early age, usually in their early 20s. So uh, it's a disease that could be avoided uh, with diet and uh, proper lifestyle changes and so on. Uh, So I decided to write about uh, what foods to avoid, which foods to eat, uh, lifestyle, um, the importance of maintaining your ideal weight, gout treatments that are out there, and so on and um that's pretty much it i have also authored a book on gout which is gout and you the ultimate gout diet and cookbook uh which you can find on amazon and that dives deep into the ideal gout diet uh, which i advocate a lot which is basically to consume 80% of your daily calories as complex carbohydrates such as uh, fresh vegetables fruits 100% whole grain breads 100% whole grain rices and pastas uh 10% protein as in lean meats, uh, lean turkey, think of lean chicken breast, uh, lean beef if you have to, uh, fish, uh, no uh, seafood, no pork, no processed meats, very dangerous for a gout sufferer. Uh, And then the final 10% basically as fat. So think of uh, yogurt, milk, cheese, eggs, butter, and so on. So the dangerous part for gout sufferers in their diet is animal-based foods. So the more you consume of that, the more the kidneys work harder. To break down the purines uh, purines are basically uh, chemical compounds uh, that are in all foods but are mostly found in meats uh processed foods alcohol uh, which basically makes the kidneys work harder to break down uh, so they work harder and everybody produces uric acid in their body so uh when you have a healthy kidney and you properly, uh, your kidneys properly excrete the uric, the uric acid via the urine, you have no issues, but if you use, if you produce too much uric acid and it's not properly excreted by the kidneys via the urine, the uric acid crystallizes in the joints usually. So usually the big toe about 50% of the time, but there's other joints it could strike as well, like the elbow, the knee, uh, the ankle, uh, the fingers, and that's how you get a gout attack. Uh, and that's affecting more and more people. Usually... 50 and over is uh, the higher risk group. I would say as you get older, the more higher risk you are of developing gout. Um, But it's something that you can manage with diet. Once you get it and you're diagnosed, if you're, if you lose the weight and you eat properly and change your lifestyle habits, you can manage it uh, for the rest of your life and have a good quality life.
0: Mm, Okay. Now you mentioned you uh, got it early on and, and several, you know, people get that is that a you mentioned 50 and older though so is it just kind of a majority yeah that,
1: uh, yeah, that it's it? yeah it's rarer yeah you're a lower lower risk but the young groups <clears throat> are increasing from what i read in studies of developing gout but usually it's 50 and over usually the majority of people would say three quarters of so the people that get gout will get it over the age of 50 in my case <clears throat> my doctor said it's a bit hereditary or genetic i would say Uh, because i have i was born with a a little bit of thalassemia minor which is a a minor blood disorder but it's very very little but that could be the root cause of me developing gout at such a young age Mm -hmm. um so that could be it's basically a theory we can't obviously prove that but that's what my doctor stated in my case but i remember i was overweight so being overweight puts you at a higher risk of developing gout drinking a lot of alcohol puts you at a higher risk of developing gout eating a lot of fried food and junk food and and burgers and lots of red meat puts you at a higher risk of developing gout. So uh, that's why I'm here. I basically want to tell people, like, you have to change your uh, your dietary habits, your lifestyle, uh, and avoid uh, this terrible disease. Um, and it's too bad because in the Western world, we eat a lot of meat, right? Uh, we, we eat a lot of uh, red meat and so on. And it's been known that causes gout and other diseases.
0: Mm, good point. Now, yeah. um, now you mentioned with with gout you were told you know hey you're going to have this the rest of your life is that common with gout once you have it you've got it for life
1: yes for the majority it is i do have uh folks that write in and will tell me hey i i beat gout naturally i, I don't take my medication anymore and i'll tell you great but it doesn't mean you won't get another g- gout attack uh later on in life so there is uh something known in the gout community that patients, uh, about 50% of them, will not take their medication because once you feel great, right, you're like, uh, after a few months, you're like, I don't need this medication anymore. Oh, I'm just going to, I don't think I'll get another gout attack. And then after a year, you'll get one uh, and maybe some more. So it's known that gout sufferers don't like to take their medication and they always get in trouble. Uh, I'll, I'll say great. If you want to take your uh, stop your medication, work with your doctor, work with a dietician, uh, and measure uric acid levels frequently, at least two, three times a year. So you make sure you don't get another gut attack if you want to go the uh, holistic way. And that's what yeah. I would advise.
0: Okay. Now, for for your own experiences, have you gone with that holistic aspect? Yes, of
1: it? yes. But I'm I used to take three hundred milligrams of allopurinol daily, and with my change in diet, lifestyle, exercise, maintaining an ideal weight, I reduced it to one hundred milligrams a day. So it is positive, uh, and it, it is good for my health, obviously. So that's why that's why I advocate uh, once you have gout, you really want to change your habits because if you don't and you just say, I'm just going to take the medication and eat whatever I want for the rest of my life, you are at a higher risk of developing other diseases like type 2 diabetes, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, heart disease. Uh, so it's only going to get worse and your, your medication will only increase. Your doctor will be increasing that allopurinol. And that's not good for you either. Um, so it, it's basically a warning once you're diagnosed. It's not the end of the world start losing the weight, change your dietary habits, and and, uh, you can live a good quality, healthy life.
0: Mm, Okay. So with your doctor's help, I mean, normally, patients are on, on, you know, even a lower dose of, of medication, but also mainly doing these lifestyle adjustments.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I advise. Uh, Doctors usually will not promote uh, changing your diet or making uh, lifestyle changes. So that's where I come in, uh, and provide that advice. Um, and basically, um, we're a community, uh, new.com So, uh, everybody, you could comment on your experiences. I'm there to help, uh, provide information. I answer all the emails usually within 24 hours, uh, and so on.
0: Mm, okay. Fantastic. Now, when, somebody is diagnosed with gout, how long, how long is that process where they can really get it under control? I mean, perhaps it depends on the person, but.
1: With medication, you're saying?
0: um, Whether, whether it's medication, whether it's lifestyle, um, just is there kind of a you know, is it something that, that takes a few years to get under control? or No, really, really to, quick. Uh, with
1: medication, I mean, you won't feel any symptoms maybe in a couple of weeks, two, three weeks mm, with medication. Okay. So <clears throat> the medication uh, works quickly. Usually when you get a gout attack, uh, you, doctors will prescribe you either colchicin uh, or um, NSAIDs, which are basically uh, uh, non-steroid um, creams or uh, injections and so on to get rid of that pain and inflammation. And once it's gone within a week or two, uh, you start the allopurinol, and then you're perfectly fine uh, after that. So it's a quick process, whereas if you take the holistic weight, it's probably going to take longer. Um, and with a holistic weight, you don't, you just don't want to get repeated gout attacks, because if you do, that's going to be a problem. Uh, you could get bone erosion. You could get issues with your bones and uh, those joints uh, down the road. Uh, if it's really bad, you can even get amputations. So uh, be very careful. Uh, make sure you follow your doctor's advice uh, and make sure uh, you change your diet and lifestyle. That's very important. It's key.
0: Mm, okay. Now, when you were um, first diagnosed with it and suffering with it, what was your, your mindset in terms of being able to, to overcome this?
1: Yeah, it was difficult. Uh, you, you, a lot of gout sufferers will get depressed. Um, a lot of friends or family will make fun of you sometimes uh, cause it's like a joke uh, for many um because gout has a bad stigma usually it's associated with eating a lot of red meat or drinking a lot of alcohol Uh, the the history of gout uh, comes mostly from uh, kings and queens in england uh, back in the mid-centuries they were the ones prone to get gout at that time Uh, and why was that because they would have access to rich foods lots of uh, meats alcohol uh, desserts uh, and so on whereas the peasants would eat off the farm right uh, they were basically eat complex carbohydrates or whatever they would grow on the land so that stigma has stuck with kings and queens and the arist- aristocrats of that time uh, and it's a stigma to this day basically if you get gout you probably eat too many burgers or drink a lot of alcohol so it does hit you psychologically um, and being in crutches as well limping around especially if you have a, a job where uh, you, it's manual labor and you have to walk, right? That's going to basically put you in a disability. You have to stay home. Um, so it's very important to get support from family, uh, from friends as much as possible, uh, during those tough times, uh, I would say, but it definitely hits at a mindset of many, um, but you need to fight through it, change. It's basically the warning that you have to change your diet and lifestyle and move forward because uh, if not, it's only gonna get worse for you. It could potentially get worse for you. Right.
0: Mm, absolutely. So you were you were on board with it, but you sounds like you struggled a little bit as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So when um in order to, to make those lifestyle modifications, so did you mainly do a lot of research on your own then?
1: Yes, correct. Yeah. So I did a lot of research on my own. I published it on com. Um, and I lost the weight. I go to the gym, uh, three, four times a week. Um, I want to drink water, herbal teas or coffee, uh, very little alcohol. I'll, 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 save the alcohol for a special occasion. I go to a birthday party, a restaurant. I'll have a glass or two of red wine with my meal. Um, maybe in the summer I'll have a bit of whiskey from time to time. Um, uh, and that's about it. I keep it very moderate. Um, my meat consumption has dropped. Uh, I eat mostly complex carbohydrates, um, no more processed foods, try and eat as fresh as possible.
0: Mm, okay. So how was that making those types of, of modifications? Was it, was it a struggle? It was it pretty yeah, good? it's
1: a struggle in the beginning. And, and, and it's, it's going to be a struggle for most people out there because uh, food is also uh, very psychological, right? It hits the pleasure parts of the brain. Uh, especially the sugar, right? So it's not gonna you're not gonna change overnight. Uh, what I recommend is maybe keep a diary of what you eat and <clears throat> review that diary every week and see where you're making mistakes and what you're not eating properly and try to incorporate always better foods over time. You are gonna fail, and failure is not a problem. You learn from it, right? As long as you learn from it and improve. Um meaning one night you could be somewhere and they're serving nothing but hamburgers and fries and Coca-Cola. And uh, you could get in trouble, but try and avoid those situations. Uh, if you can, uh, if there's something else there, replace those fries with a salad, right? Have a, a burger uh, with your salad. There's ways to work about it, but um, what I recommend is stay focused. It might take a few months. It took a long time for myself. And you'll notice over time, your taste buds will also change. So you will prefer the healthier foods compared to uh, the bad foods over time uh, and you're going to crave them more uh, and you'll be eating uh, better and feeling better and uh, your life will change.
0: Mm, Okay. Now with regard to, you know, those with whom you associate, you know, your family members with friends, how does that, um, that interaction or that influence help or hinder you in terms of managing your account?
1: Um, I would say it's not an issue anymore with friends or family. Um, they don't influence me. Um, sometimes friends or family might look at you weird because uh, you say no to something you used to say yes to in the past, right? Um, but I mean, once they learn that uh, you've changed for the better, uh, they'll support you and your decisions of uh, what to consume and so on. Um, so for and for my personal uh, situation, I would say it's not that big of an issue now with friends or family.
0: Okay. So your family or friends that they're pretty supportive in your, your focus on that. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. That's fantastic. Uh, Now what, um, what resources have you found most valuable? You said you did or continue to do a lot of your own research. What, uh, what resources do you find most valuable in managing your account?
1: Um, the best studies out there are from, uh, gout specialist uh named uh han Choi out of boston general hospital i believe and they did a lot of uh long-term dietary studies with folks uh and that's where you see which foods uh raise uric acid levels from their tests and which ones don't uh and basically it's all there on my website i'm mm-hmm. gout you. Com if you want to anybody wants to dive in deeper um again it's basically uh a diet consisting mostly of complex carbohydrates that helps gut sufferers um, and limiting protein. And if you could avoid protein completely, I mean, meat protein, animal based protein, even better for you. If you want to be vegetarian, go ahead. But I do give that 10% allowance uh, for somebody that likes meat. Like myself, I, I'll like to have some lean chicken breast uh, or even a lean piece of steak uh, from time to time, uh, but limit. How how much you're going to eat, limited to four, six ounces in one day, and that's it. Um, So, and then the other parts of the studies go into sugar. Sugar is another offensive food uh, for gout sufferers, especially high fructose corn syrup. Uh, That is very offensive and that raises uric acid levels. Um, And then seafood as well, lobster, shrimp, uh, quails, uh, crabs, and so on, very dangerous for gout sufferers. It really spikes uric acid levels, really high. So, a lot of those. uh, Studies from the eighties, nineties, two thousands are really helpful to understand what uh, affects gout and, get, and, and gets you in trouble. Basically, and what you need to do uh, to mm. to live healthier.
0: Oh, absolutely. So, have you done have you done any of your own studies or, or other things in terms of? Of researching this, only
1: surveys with my audience. uh, I've done some surveys. Top five diet attacks usually uh, come out as uh, alcohol number one, red meat number two, seafood number three, uh, high fructose corn syrup sugars number four, and number five, I believe, processed meats. So think of cold cuts, uh, bacon, uh, hot dogs. Uh, That's meat you want to avoid. It really spikes uric acid levels. Mm,
0: Okay, okay now how does um you know with all of your your education and and things of that nature um what kind of going forward how do people um what's that that first step when when either the the doctor (laughs) tells you you've got gout or you've got some kind of attack what um what, in general, is that that first step or, or set of steps to take f- to um, get that under control?
1: Well, uh, medically speaking, it'll be medication, obviously. Uh, holistically, it'll be uh, changing your diet uh, immediately. So um, I would advise on the onset of a gout attack, drink on- lots of water and only water. Because by drinking more and more water, uh, you flush out excess uric acid via the urine. So that's going to help. Um, and after that, slowly start incorporating, uh, the ideal gout diet that I discuss on my website and my book, which is eating mostly complex carbohydrates, fresh vegetables, uh, beans as protein instead of meat, uh, trying to incorporate that slowly, slowly, uh, and limit the protein the animal-based protein, the meats and so on. And the fat from animal, uh, which is, uh, yogurts, uh, cheeses and so on, milk and so on. Um. And if, if you like alcohol, because a, a lot of gout sufferers get their gout attacks due to alcohol, you have to limit the alcoholic intake. Uh, that's going to happen gradually, obviously. Some people uh, really like their alcohol. So I would say uh, if you're drinking too much, you're going to have to uh, work on it and try and cut back as much as you can.
0: Mm, okay. So in addition to those food modifications, are there other aspects of wellness that have worked for you or, or others that, that you've seen in the exercise.
1: research? Yeah, I would say exercise, um, exercise to maintain your ideal weight okay. and also to strengthen the joints because when you get gout attacks in the joints, it affects them and weakens them. So when you exercise, if you could do some strength training, uh, incorporate some weights, uh, that's going to help to rebuild cartilage, uh, maybe where it has been broken down uh, on your foot over time uh, through numerous gout attacks. Uh, so you want to exercise. And if you don't like to exercise, I would say get a Fitbit and at least walk every day. Uh, if you can do 10,000 steps, that would be ideal. Uh, anything to keep fit. And also walking does help strengthen the joints as well, uh, all over the body. Uh, even doctors that uh, see uh, patients that have rheumatoid arthritis will recommend walking. Um, so keep moving somehow. Um, cause the more you're, you sit down and you don't move, the more issues you'll have with your gout, it will only get worse over time.
0: Mm, okay. Now, now with in that inflammation and in that aspect of it, is it related at all with arthritis or with other joint ailments?
1: Yes. So gout is probably, yeah, I believe is the most prevalent, uh, Uh, condition in the arthritis family Uh, most people suffer from gout than the other type of uh, other forms of arthritis like rheumatoid arthritis or osteoarthritis and so on or psoriasis Um, but all those other uh, arthritic conditions uh, when you suffer from gout uh, you're at a higher risk of developing one or more down the road so uh, again my message is It's a warning sign. You got to change your lifestyle, your dietary habits, because you want to avoid these uh, other high-risk conditions that uh, you're more prone to, because now you unfortunately suffer from gout. So be careful.
0: Okay. So not only can you get gout again in the future, but you're Mm -hmm. also at risk for the other types of arthritis.
1: Yes, correct.
0: Okay. Okay. Very interesting.
1: And also, another thing to point out, I've seen studies from uh, rheumatoid arthritis and other conditions, and they always recommend similar diets to what I advocate about gout. So it's in the same family, and the same foods will get you in trouble when it comes to arthritis in general. So Mm. you want to avoid, uh, again, a high meat intake, the sugars, and the processed foods.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. So the... um... With you've got the foods, you've got the exercise. and you mentioned that um, sometimes it's hereditary. so if if someone in the family has gout, so is there by definition a higher chance that that you'll they it?
1: say that they say that, but I'll say if you' if your father, usually the children will follow what the parents eat right? They've been accustomed to certain meals and they continue. Uh, when they move out and they get married, they continue with those type of uh, eating habits. So I would say it's mostly that case when it comes to genetics. Um, to say that somebody had gout and you're at a higher risk, uh, there's not really much in the, uh, uh, the genetic code uh, that states that yet uh, that I've seen uh, through the studies. But because uh, usually gout is something that happens later in life and then your genetic code gets altered uh, when it comes to that.
0: Okay, so, so it not only just inflames your joints, but it's changing your genetic makeup? Uh,
1: yeah, usually after you get gout, it changes a little bit. Um, uh, I have a, an article about it on gout and genetics uh, you can read on. I haven't, uh, I don't remember exactly the details, but there's a genetic uh, code that changes or so. Um, but, um, there's no proof that if your father had that or your, your mom, that you're born with it, uh, there's no link to that as of yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Wow. So to, for those, um, struggling with it, is it, uh, primarily is the sticking point just not wanting to make those, the, the food behavior changes?
1: Yes, yes. So if you don't, I mean, um, unfortunately, you could be at a higher risk of developing another disease, like I mentioned before, uh, you're at risk of getting an increase in your all over time, because your uric acid levels will increase over time, because you're not changing your diet, you're continuing your old ways, whatever those uh, unhealthy uh, habits were. Uh, so yeah, it's very important to make those changes. If not, uh, it's either going to be higher medication, uh, or, uh, other diseases that are at higher risk of developing down the road.
0: Okay. So because of that higher uric acid, it's creating other issues in the body. Yes, the correct. Gout.
1: Yeah. You could have kidney disease. That's another uh, high risk, uh, issue that a lot of gout sufferers, uh, develop down the road is problems with your kidneys because that's where uric acid is, uh, basically excreted and, uh. Uh, broken down and developed so the kidneys are very important to uh, keep healthy Uh, and that's why you have to go on a diet that's kidney friendly basically Uh, like meat takes about 90 hours uh, to be broken down uh, by your kidneys whereas vegetables can burn them in about less than 10 hours so they burn clean in the body so that's a big difference
0: okay Okay. Now, have you, with you know, all of the modifications that you've made, have you? Do you find that you still have to kind of check in with how you're doing with with that, or make any additional modifications?
1: Yeah. Well, you have to do your. As a gout sufferer, you sh- I do recommend you do an annual blood test to check your uric acid levels every year. So make sure you talk to your doctor about it every year. Uh, go do your your blood work, uh, check your kidney levels, uh, make sure they're healthy, and so on. Uh, and any other tests that's uh, closely related to gout, if you have uh, your, your your insulin, because you could be at a high risk of developing type 2 diabetes as well, and uh, there are three to conditions. So your doctor will check all those points on the form and uh, verify them each year with you and discuss that with you.
0: Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Oh, well, Spiro, you are a wealth of knowledge with regard to this. (laughs) I'm I'm glad that you got a handle on it with your own health and just really paying it forward with others as well. Um, How can people get in contact with you?
1: Yeah, well, if you have any questions, uh, they could visit our website at goutandyou.com. Uh, you could just go and contact us. The email address is info at goutandu.com. I answer all emails within 24 hours. So if you have any questions about gout or about any friend or relative uh, that has gout, uh, I'm here to help you and uh, I'll make sure to answer your email.
0: Okay, fantastic. Well, as we wrap up, and any final thoughts on on gout or management or or going forward?
1: Uh, Like I said, hop onto my website. Uh, You'll find tons of information. Um, You can check out my book as well. Um, And uh, the importance is once you get it, it's important to make changes quickly uh, so you don't deteriorate uh, over time. Uh, That's the the best advice I can give to any gout sufferer is you got to take action. Uh, It won't be easy at first uh, to change your lifestyle and change your eating habits, but it can definitely be done. And uh, if you need help, maybe hire a a coach, a a dietitian or a health coach.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for being here today, Spiro. We appreciate all that you do and continue to do.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, everyone. Michelle Seidling here at Food Experience Unplugged. Are you enjoying the Food Experience Unplugged podcast and are ready to ramp it up a level? Then it's time to go premium. With a premium podcast membership, in addition to all the great podcast episodes you know and love, You'll receive additional bonus content and exclusive interviews from many of our podcast guests. You'll receive a live Q&A access each month where I'll address questions pertaining to holistic health and how you can start your journey. You'll also receive weekly shorter video clips with information on tips, tricks, and strategies to get started, to build consistent habits, and to take charge of your health. Go premium today. I'll see you there.